All right, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lou. My good friend Scott's not going to be on the show today. Scott has way too many things on his plate right now. They're actually really good things, so I'm really proud of him. And I can't wait to hear all about it when he gets back on the show. In the meantime, I am going to do the show on my own. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We've got an hour of talking, so I'll see if I can do it for you and keep you guys entertained. Sometimes you have to get out of your own comfort zone, and this is one of them. I have never really done a show or anything like this on my own. I do do videos, and that is also a process that I'm trying to uh, get a feel for, just the same way that I'm trying to get a feel for this podcast. So hopefully I can entertain you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Let's get it on. Listen to that music. I'm over here dancing. You know, I create uh, my own beats. I have this app that I create my own music. So I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Hope you're having a great week. Man, my week has been fantastic. I think I uh, talked to you last week and I was telling you that um, I had gotten a job, a real job. I haven't worked in probably about three years. I've worked, but I've only had these little jobs, maybe a week or a month or so. So I really haven't got uh, a job that was full time. Uh, the other jobs that I've had were maybe about 15 hours a week, so it wasn't really much. So getting back into the workforce has uh, kind of been a chore. I mean, I worked all week, and uh, the work that I do is kind of physical. I'm working for a place that repairs RVs, and that is right up my alley considering that we have an RV. And I really took this job because I am going to be learning on how to fix things. So if something breaks in our RV, I'll be able to fix it. And so far, I have learned a lot. The uh, company that I work for is a small company. It's a family-owned company, and they've got about 110 acres that they have their workshop in. You can hear the cows. You can hear the roosters. You can just feel nature in itself. So I love that about the job, and everybody there is so cool. I love everybody. Everybody gets along. So, you know, you're going to learn a little bit about me on this podcast. When I was a kid, my first job I got fired, and I think that's always been instilled in me to always do better. When I got this job, I was a freshman in high school, and it was one of these work programs where you go to school, and um, you get into a work program where they find you a job, and usually it's subsidized by the government, so a lot of people would hire you because they didn't really have to pay you out of their own pocket, but I went to work for this um, t-shirt shop. And I remember doing the work there very vividly because it's a really long time ago. But it was actually cleaning the screens, the screens that they would use to make T-shirts. And I remember um, I didn't really know a whole lot considering it was my first job. But it was a job that was really tedious because you had to get all the ink off of these screens. And I guess I just wasn't fast enough. So I worked there one day and the next day that I was supposed to go back and work... I get a phone call, and back then, if you can picture this, we still had the landlines, right? So we had the phone that was on the wall. I pick up the phone, and it's the owner. And he was telling me that he no longer needed my service, and he was really apologetic about it. They needed to do something else because they needed to clean these screens a lot faster, and doing it by hand, I wasn't quick enough. So they had to figure something else out. So they were really cool about it. But I was so deflated. I was so demoralized. And, you know, at that time I was a kid, so it really hurt. Every job that I had after that, I always made sure that I was efficient, I was a hard worker, and I was fast. 
I got into another uh, job uh, with the same program at school, and it was a job cleaning classrooms. And it took me back to my middle school, where I went to middle school at. And that in itself was kind of really cool, right? Going back to your old middle school. It was almost like Back to the Future, except Back to the Future wasn't made yet. (laughs) So anyways, I went back there and I was doing janitorial work. And there were adults that were working there. There were janitors. And I worked under them. And there was one particular guy that uh, I worked with. And he called out sick. And this guy was a lazy-ass son of a bitch. I mean, he just let me do all the work all the time he always took about a bazillion breaks so anything anyways he called out sick and they had me do it and they said kid do you think you can do this on your own and I said sure I'll do it I'll do my best and man I kicked ass I I did all the classrooms that needed to be done and I remember just finishing it out and leaving and the next day when I came in They all came around me and circled me and said, kid, you did a really, really good job. We're so proud of you. And I can't tell you, that meant the world to me. And from that day forward, I always made sure that I really tried hard in all the other jobs that I got. So that's a little bit about me and why I always work so hard in all the jobs that I take and why I'm doing that to this day. So last week uh, when Bill and I were talking, we were talking about Ukraine and um, He was just talking about what his thoughts were on that. And I didn't really get to respond because we were running out of time. So I just want to check in on that. My thoughts on Ukraine is this. Ukraine is a country that we have helped out so many times in the past. And we have sent so much money over there, billions of dollars. And what has happened is that the officials there, the politicians, have always been corrupt. And they have taken that money and they have used it for other things for their own personal use. So it really has never helped out the people. And now they have a really good president, Zelensky, who is trying to do something for that country. So I don't know. My thoughts are maybe this is the one time that we should really be helping them to win this war. But it always hurts because you always look at what has been done in the past. Russia, on the other hand, if you look at them, they're trying to recruit whoever they can. They're trying to draft all the young men into the military to fight this war. It's like us when we were in Vietnam or Germany when they were at war. These are soldiers that do not believe in what they're fighting for. The ones that do, they just have been listening to what Russia has been saying because a lot of that stuff is enclosed within the country as far as media and what's being said and what's being done. So these guys are trying to escape their own country and go into other neighboring countries just so they don't have to fight this war that they don't believe in. I can't imagine what that feeling is like. Uh, I think about it all the time. If we were in the same situation, what would I do? It's almost like Vietnam, right? You have a war that you're fighting. The government says to go fight, but you don't really believe in it. And what they're telling you a lot of the time is not the truth. And that's what I have a hard time uh, trying to digest, you know. Sending these kids to war that they don't want to be in, it's going to be really interesting because this war has been going on for a while now. They said it was going to be for about two months, but the war is still going on and we're already close to a year, if not over. So guys, no matter how you look at it, this is not going to end well with the Ukrainians or the Russians. So there you have it. That's my thoughts on that. So getting to a different subject here that I want to talk about. The other day I was um, channel surfing and I came across this documentary on Netflix. If you have not seen this documentary, you have to go and take some time and watch it. 
It's the uh, documentary on GameStop and what happened to that company and its stock. I didn't really understand it before what was going on. I heard bits and pieces of it, but this documentary really breaks it down. Greed could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing when you think about it. Greed could push your limits to places that you've never been to before. So it can make you creative. It can make you innovative. But it, it can also be your demise. You could lose everything on being greedy. And this is what happened to a lot of these people that got into this stock. So a group of people got together on Reddit. And they created this forum where they were talking about stocks. And GameStop was one of those that they were talking about. They wanted to bring that stock up. And at the time, I think it was $10 a share. So they wanted to create a buzz to get that stock to go higher than it's ever been. And they started talking about it and getting people to get excited about it. And a lot of people started investing into this stock. They wanted to get back at these hedge fund companies that kind of destroyed the economy a while back when we had the recession, if you remember. Most of them did a lot of weird things before you used to buy a stock and you either win or lose on the stock, right? The stock would go high or it would go low and you would make money or lose money. Now they've created all these different options that if you short a stock, you can make money off of it. So, for example, if the stock was at $10 and you short the stock and it goes down to $8, then you're making $2 on each share. So multiply that by billions of dollars. These hedge fund companies are making a lot of money. So that's where Robinhood comes in. Robinhood is an app that you can uh, download and you can start investing. Now, people that have never really invested before, it's an easy way to get started. You just download the app, sign in, put some money into it, and you can start investing right away. So everybody was putting money into GameStop and the stock just skyrocketed. So all these hedge fund companies had to make a decision and they decided to just go ahead and take a loss of billions of dollars. They couldn't stay in there because the stock was not going any lower. It was just getting higher and higher and they were losing more and more money by betting short on the stock. So the shitty thing that uh, Robinhood did uh, with that stock was that people were up in arms about it. Because the stock was uh, overinflating, they stopped people from being able to buy that stock. You couldn't go into the app and you couldn't purchase that particular stock. And what happens is, is that if nobody keeps putting money into that stock, that stock is going to go lower and people are going to freak out and panic and start taking their money out. And that stock is going to go into a free fall. That shit happened so fast that a lot of people did not uh, react fast enough to pull their fucking money out. So I thought it was a really, really good documentary to watch. If you're interested, go on Netflix and check it out. It was really, really interesting. And it gives you an insight of uh, what actually happened during that time. So I've been uh, sipping on this cocktail during this podcast, and it is super delicious. It's one of uh, the cocktails that Scott has talked about in the past. And I figured I'd give it a try. And I'll talk a little bit more about it down later in the podcast. But right now, let's talk a little bit about uh, football. Two is back, and Dak is back as well. Uh, Tua left with a concussion, and Dak had a broken thumb. It's good to have them back because their team really needs them. There's a lot of teams right now that are 3-3, three and three, and that's a good place to be in. If you're over that, then great. If you're under that, you need to start working on your team to make it better in order to get into the playoffs. Still a lot of time left, but these are all the teams that are 3-3 three and three right now. You have the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, uh, the Bengals, the Packers, the Seahawks. Seahawks 
that's kind of weird that they're three and three considering that Russell Wilson left there and now they've got Geno Smith and he's doing pretty good. 49ers, Dolphins, and the Patriots. So I'm really interested in seeing uh, Russell Wilson play his next game. And I don't think he's going to be uh, playing uh, the next one because he's got a hamstring issue. But, man, that guy is starting to sound like a fucking broken record. He just keeps talking about how uh, he's facing adversity and how he's going to beat it. And he's done it before. He has not been able to do uh, what he has done in Seattle for the Broncos. He's playing god-awful. And there's so many memes out there of him. And they're really, really funny memes. So go check them out. But I think his problem is, is that when... You know, you have an actor, right, who's acting in movies. You see them a certain way, right, because that's all you know them from. Like, you really don't know them personally. But when they start doing interviews and you start seeing them outside of acting, you kind of see them in a whole new light. It could be for the better or for the worse. You never know. And I think that's what's happening with Russell Wilson. He's always been in the background, and now he's kind of out in the forefront. If you look at his wife, Sierra... Um, you know, she's a fashionista and she's trying to make Russell somebody that he's probably not. I mean, he just looks like a good guy and he's kind of quirky and goofy at the same time. But the NFL has partnered up with the Subway and they have created a lot of these different sandwiches named after players. And Russell Wilson has one named after him. And there's a commercial on it, which they have not brought out because it's just bad timing. The uh, sandwich is called Danger Witch, and I'm going to go ahead and play you uh, the commercial. And i got to warn you, it's pretty damn cringy. Roll it. Here are all the dangerous ways Danger Witch. I call this one... The Fork and Knife. I call this one... The Blind Man. Big Bite. The drop and roll. The left hander. The wielding. The upside down. Here comes the airplane. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. And the most dangerous of all. <laughs> the rapper. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. My favorite one has to be the drop it low. <laughs> Man, I really like Russell Wilson. I liked him when he was playing for the Seahawks. And I still like him that he's playing for the Broncos. But I really, really feel bad for him. I'm almost embarrassed for him that he's going through this. And, you know, he's doing it to himself. I guess this is Russell Wilson. Maybe we just didn't know that that was him. Maybe we knew him a certain way. And maybe this is it. Maybe this is who he is. Hey, guys. uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. I'm real, real exciting. You know, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be. And I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you got to be unlimited. You know, you got to have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, you got to be unlimited. Tell them, I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who's your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll. They think this person. think that person. Love you, Pete. But it's Mr. Unlimited. Tell them. 
<laughs> that Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. You know, if I uh, had that attitude with Gina and I would come in and say, I'm Mr. Unlimited, she'd probably uh, hit me over the head with a broom. But you know what? This is going to be the biggest heist in American history, $245 million. If Russell Wilson does not turn this team around, that is $245 million that the Broncos will never get back. All right, guys, so let's move on to the next thing. What do you guys think or what are your thoughts on the metaverse? You know, Mark Zuckerberg thinks that this is the next greatest thing, and he's all in on it. He has changed the name from Facebook to Meta, and some people may like the idea of a virtual world. Some may not. I, for one, think it's a really good thing, depending on how you use it, and I'm going to tell you why. You think about people that are handicapped, right? If they can't walk, this is going to be another outlet that they can go to and be able to do those things. Walk in a park, drive a car, go on vacation, maybe even uh, fly a plane, right? So to me, that's going to be such an advantage for them to just have that uh, place to go to and be able to do those things because in reality, they're not able to do it. Think about vacation. Like We always think about going on vacation, but... The hassle of doing everything that you need to do, renting a car, getting a plane, reservations for the hotel, you know, it's always a big deal. And financially, it can hit your pocket, right? So if you're able to do this and still get that stimulation and still see what it's like being there, then I think it's a total plus. And especially for the people that are handicapped that are not able to do that in real life, they can go and do that and... Uh, and know what it feels like or go back to feeling what it feels like. You know what I mean? So I think that this is really going to help a lot of people. It's all depending on how you use it. So the one thing that I also want to mention about uh, the metaverse is that you can actually have things in there that you probably would never be able to afford in your lifetime. And people are actually uh, building and selling real estate on the metaverse. I mean, think about that. How crazy is that? Like, People are actually spending millions of dollars to buy buildings or houses inside the metaverse. So think about it. Do you remember when uh, text first came out? I do. And I remember thinking, this is the worst thing that anybody had ever invented. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me. But look at our lives now. This is what we live with day in and day out as far as communicating with each other. Back and forth, back and forth. A lot of people don't like to call people, so... It makes it less intrusive by just sending a text and talking that way. So building a virtual world is not anything new. There's companies that have done it before. But the thing with Mark Zuckerberg, I think he's going to be more successful at it because two things. One, he's got the money. And two, he's got the resources to make it happen. So I hope he can make it work. And I think it's going to change a lot of people's lives. It's going to benefit a lot of people that aren't able to do those things physically. So Halloween is right around the corner. And I am really super excited because I love looking at all the decorations. We normally don't do much that night. But I've been listening more and more on the news that a lot of people are putting some bad stuff inside the candy. When I was a kid, I remember the things that we had to worry about were people putting razor blades in an apple or candy bar. They were also adding poison to it. Nowadays, it's really no different, but they have different tactics. Now they're using opioids and they're using fentanyl. And the fentanyl that's coming in from uh, Mexico across the border, they're making it look like candy. They're actually putting color on it. 
So it, it almost looks like they're Skittles. So if you have kids, please watch out and make sure that uh, you check your kids' candy because just a small dose of fentanyl can end up killing someone. So do you guys know uh, Candace Owens? I'm going to uh, dive into some politics here. Candace Owens is a young black female. She's really politically involved, and she is just, like, super smart. I just love Candace. But she is uh, out there promoting this documentary, and she's exposing Black Lives Matter. You know, when Black Lives Matter first came out, I was really skeptical. If you're going to create an organization to help out your people, then more power to you, man. I'm all for it. But when you create an organization and you're blindsiding them, people are donating to this organization, and you're not using the money for the cause, you're using the money to enrich yourself, you're going out to uh, buying houses and cars. I mean, to me, that's disgusting, and I think uh, people like that are just scumbags. But she is exposing every single one of them, and I hope that they uh, at some point get prosecuted. You know, all lives matter, and uh, I don't know what the big deal is when people say, oh, they get angry because, uh, you know, Kanye West is wearing a shirt that says white lives matter or somebody's wearing a shirt that says black lives matter. I mean, all lives matter. But good for you, Candace, and thank you so much for uh, exposing that organization. I don't know what's going to happen in the uh, midterm elections. I am hoping that there is a, a red wave and uh, things start to change because right now the country is going nowhere. We're headed in the wrong direction. That's just my opinion. And, um, you know, Democrats are really doing nothing to change things. It's like Lurch from the uh, Adams Family, John Fetterman, who's running in Pennsylvania against Dr. Oz. That guy has not done any debates, and uh, he can barely get a sentence out. He's just like Joe Biden. And if that guy wins, he's not going to do anything for that state. I can tell you that right now. That's my opinion. But I'm really not going to be surprised that uh, a lot of those seats are going to go to the uh, Republicans because I think people are just fed up. I am so tired of just having to pay more money for things. And I'm going to tell you this. Nothing's going to change until 2024. And it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat that's going to be voted into office or Republican. We just need something to excite the uh, people to start investing and for this country to start making money. Right now, we have all this money going out and not enough money coming in. And that's just the uh, democratic way, right? They love to spend all this money on these social programs. And really, it's not building anything. We're not creating anything. We're not creating those jobs. We're not creating uh, products. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in right now. It's like Joe Biden trying to uh, pass that student debt relief bill. I mean, that's got to be one of the most stupidest fucking bills that I can think of. You're not going to win on either side, right, left or right, because it's kind of immoral when you think about it. You've got these people that went to college. They wanted to go to college. They knew what they were signing. They got the loan. Some finished. Some didn't. Yet they're responsible to pay back that loan. But yet they want to be pardoned. They want that loan to go away. And a person like myself or maybe like you that didn't go to college, decided not to go, now we've got to sit here and pay for their student loan? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. You look at Joe and you look at Kamala, and on the world stage, it's just embarrassing. I mean, all the gaffes that uh, they make when they're talking, couldn't they get anybody smarter than that to be up there representing the United States of America? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. The president has a big stick. We choose truth over facts. Shake my shake, man. Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. One man stands ready to deliver change we desperately need. 
a man I'm proud to call my friend, a man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. We can speak out and be more straightforward. I, I'm not going to be a mule. I, 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 I got something to do. I got to go do boom, boom, boom. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me, but she's first rate. I know I'm called middle class Joe. It's not meant as a compliment. means I'm not sophisticated. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on it, let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's, do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. To the word united. To the number 30330. 30330. Or 303-330. Or BOO. Anyway, you got it. That saves billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, billions of uh, two point, I think it's $2.3 billion worth of, excuse me, $500 billion in savings and two point something billion metric tons of CO2 going in the air. Well, folks, eliminate one tax loophole out of a trillion 600 billion worth, a trillion 400 billion worth. Now is the time to heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick, end of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Man, oh man, is there a desk we can crawl under? And then you've got this marvelous lady. Do you have plans to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids <laughs> and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. <laughs> What's your response to reforms of Americans? You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But in yeah. case you didn't know, hard hats are actually unisex. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. I asked for the yays and nays. Is is <laughs> is there a sufficient second? <laughs> we can go on and on with those two. I mean, we can have a full podcast just with those two alone. But we're not going to do that. We're going to end the podcast here. I do want to get this in, though. The drink that I've been drinking, uh, Scott has always been mentioning this, and I figured I'd go out and get some. It's the uh, Fever Tree Sparkling Pink Grapefruit. Oh, my God. You are so right, Scott, if you're listening. Man, this is so good. We went and got some Seagram's Gin Extra Dry, and we poured that into a glass along with some ice cubes and the uh, pink grapefruit. And man, that drink is so good. I've been drinking it all throughout the podcast. I love it. So uh, thank you for the recommendation. Thank you, guys. Scott, I hope that we see you uh, next week. If not, we'll continue on. We'll find something to do. But look forward to talking to you again. Guys, take care. Have a great week. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Love you.